It's Thursday at 10 a.m. and you're listening to the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM, talking all things sports with a special focus on our Auburn Tigers here on the Plains. If you want to be a part of today's action, feel free to tweet at us at Daniel J. Locke or The Griggs Beat. Let's get into the action. And good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Eagles Nest. We're here on the campus of Auburn University in the Melton Student Center and in the Bradley Basin Studio. I am Griggs Blankenberg. Alongside me, as always, is Mr. Daniel Locke. Daniel, how are you doing this morning? Griggs, I'm doing very, very good. As always, happy to be in here with you this morning. It's been an exciting week. We've both covered some Auburn Diamond Sports action. Yeah, yours is a little bit more exciting than mine. To say, or exciting until the very end. Mine was ex- not exciting until the very end. Mine was very. It was a long day at the ballpark for me. The other at least day. you got a walk off. Okay, well, at least you saw like two or three home runs. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, that was fun. But again, quick little plug here: we're doing our Weagle Day show tomorrow. All random segments. A few guests coming in. Daniel's going to be debating Jacob Hillman on which – oh, we'll talk about that more later on. A surprise debate. It's a surprise debate, but here we go. Let's kick it off. First off, we are talking about the National Basketball Association. Daniel, the floor is yours. Your Celtics are up 2-0 over the Brooklyn Nets. Going back to Brooklyn, let us hear it. Thank you, Griggs. I have never been more excited about Celtics basketball in my life. I really, really love this team. There is something special in Boston this year. This team does not give up, ladies and gentlemen. They had, they were down huge at one point in this game. They never quit. They never stopped fighting. Same thing in game one. They blew a 15-point lead. They didn't panic. They got their heads back on their shoulders, and then they just made it happen. And that's what this team has done all year. Thanks to guys, obviously Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, but our bench guys have been huge. Like, I don't know if we win last night without Peyton Pritchard. He was so valuable to this team, providing great support, and I'm just, I love this Celtics team. They are so fun to watch. Like, Al Horford having 16 points. Like, Griggs, can you tell me off the top of your head the last time Al Horford had 16 points in a game? Probably when he was in a Hawks uniform. Probably so. Oh, my goodness, I love this team, man. And I am so excited to watch them um, go up to Brooklyn on Saturday. I'm optimistic about that game. We just need two more. If we take game three or four, I think we win game five to move on to the second round. I think that's key. I think as long as you don't – as long as you win one of the two away, I think that's very important because, again, it would be very hard for a team to come back either 3-0 or 3-1 going back to Boston. But – yeah, I just the first game, um, the first game the Nets played out of their minds too, but the Celtics also did that and they ended up having the last shot, which helped them win. But then last night, just Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving just were not really there. They were non-existent really that much. They were not too big of a factor, and the Celtics took that one easy. But yeah, I'm. It's been this this week's been hard to cover the NBA really, just with all the stuff we've been doing. But I know. Um, the Suns kind of – I'll talk about this in the next one. Um, the Pelicans took t- took game two from the Suns. Devin Booker's out for game three for sure. Game four is still questionable. Um, I think the Pelicans definitely take one of those at home without Devin Booker on the floor. I don't know. I think – well, they were without Chris Paul for a long time too. I think they were able to come back from that. It's just, well, Brandon Ingram has to play insane every night for them to win. That's already been proven the case. I mean, Den Booker went out in, like, what, the second, like, very early third quarter, and they barely won. That is true, but nobody had this team doing this. Like, nobody had the Pelicans. I feel like most people had the Pelicans either losing in a sweep or a gentleman's sweep. And while. Well, it's the, still, the gentleman's sweep is still very much alive. It is, but. Just one more win, and it's not like I don't think, I don't think very many people at the Pelicans taking this. Decision. I mean, I still think the Suns are going to win it all. Just, I still do. But uh, I've you hopped might, off that you, train. Well, yeah, your team's playing really good right now. I would hop off that train too. But yeah, and then the, I think the Sixers have it. Well, the Sixers basically have it wrapped up. Yeah, that um. Well, Embiid hitting a three, going thirty three, thirteen and two last night. What a stat line! Yeah, it. I don't 
I don't think Toronto is going to be able to, to. I don't think they're going to win a game. I really don't. Well, they have to. They only have one more game to win one. Right, and the Sixers have so much Excuse momentum. Yeah, it they, is in Toronto, though. Well, they so. already beat them in Toronto last night. I know, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's hard to beat a team on the road well, back. Joel Embiid is showing why he's the MVP this year through the playoffs. I mean, especially hitting that shot late. But Do you think he's put himself in a position to get it? I, I definitely. I, even though they don't really look at um, accolades. I mean, as you can tell, Marcus Smart got defense player of the year for only – they only played one game in the postseason. So they only look at, like, regular season stuff. But I think he wins it just based off of center the first center since Shaq winning a scoring title. I think that's very impressive. I mean, I don't think they want to give it to Jokic back-to-back years. Can we talk about this Memphis-Minnesota series? Game three is tonight, 6.30 p.m. on TNT. That is central time. It is in Minnesota tonight. Series tied at one. Man, this this Minnesota team really came alive at the right time. They did. I don't know how long that's going to surf- suffice, though. Just this Grizzly. I don't know either what to think of the Grizzlies either right now just because they're the they would be the youngest team ever to make the NBA Finals. And they're being headed by a third-year player who was out most of the last year in John Morant, who this year was out for 20-something games and still dropping all these numbers and stuff. Do you think that'll help them, possibly him, be more fresh for this playoff push? I think so. That's why also Chris Paul went bananas on Sunday night, too. That's why... These guys and Steph Curry's played really well too. Just the fact that they had an extra day of rest in the end of that, just to throw in there, the best players are getting that rest. That even though they didn't mean to get injuries, it's kind of came in the best possible scenarios and times. Yeah, and I am in complete agreement with you on that. But kind of moving on here, also tonight on NBA TV. Huh. You know, you know that's the no one cares series when it's on NBA TV. I had to find that one the other night. Yeah. The Dallas Mavericks heading up to Salt Lake City to take on the Utah Jazz in Game 3. This series also tied at one apiece. Uh, ESPN's BPI is giving Utah a 68.6% chance of coming away with this And Utah's victory. a 7-point favorite on the line. Minus, That's got to be a little seven. high. I'm well, taking Lucas, the under. Lucas still not playing. That is true. Which is the whole, I, can't, I can't believe they, they won the one game. They just... I can't remember what the name of the guy who who went off for the Mavericks the other night because I turned it on like very like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, but yeah, I think the Jazz are going to win this. Uh, the Jazz are going to be like the factor here. Just I think Donovan Mitchell's criminally underrated in terms of NBA. He'll get on like for highlights every now and then, but the way he's like the Jazz have been able to center it around him and Rudy Gobert after all that went they went through in 2020, and they able to be able to fight back with that has been incredible. So, Luca did um, participate in practice yesterday fully, 100%. So, I think there's a chance he suits up tonight. Um, that would be very, very big. That would be very detrimental to the Jazz's chances, but I still think it's kind of a far-off hope. But you never know. I mean, if, especially if they go up 2-1 or they go down 1-2, maybe they consider bringing him in. I think now is just kind of saying, okay, when's the strategic time and place to put him back in so he doesn't get hurt in a series that we're already up 2-1 with with a win on the road. Yeah, I agree with you on that point um, 100%. He's just, Luka is the X factor in this series. So kind of moving on, also tonight. Well, we skipped over last night. One more thing from last night. Oh, yeah. DeMar DeRozan went off. I did not think that the Bulls really stood a chance in the series. Against the Bucks, just because of Giannis is just such a super. I mean, Giannis last night had thirty three points, eighteen rebounds, and nine assists. I mean, when he's having nine assists, that's incredible. But Demar Derozan scoring forty one points and shooting. I think they said I saw a stat on Twitter. It was like Demar Derozan was shot like eight for nine when Giannis was guarding him from mid range, which that was unheard of for anyone who's being guarded by Giannis. So, yeah, and I, I can't believe I almost skipped over that because you're right. Like that was incredible. I guess last night my attention was just was aimed elsewhere, mm-hmm. so I kind of missed it. But I'm definitely gonna have to go look at the highlights from this because that looks that's an insane stat. Yeah, line. F- tomorrow night at, on ABC 7:30 in the United Center will be a very very interesting matchup. Yeah, I- I'm definitely intrigued, and uh, I'm curious to see who's gonna be able to come away with that one. 
But now, also tonight, 9 p.m. Central Time on TNT, the Golden State Warriors traveling over to Denver to take on the Denver Nuggets. Golden State's up 2-0. I mean, when they have every piece, they're hard to beat. When they have Steph, Clay, Draymond, yeah. all at the same time healthy, it's very hard to beat that team. It is, and they are a two-point favorite tonight. If they Well, if they win this one, 9 p.m. on TNT Central Time, if they win this two-and-a-half favorite, if they win this, it's the series basically over, really. Yeah, because right? it's three, it'd be, it's three zero, and then I can't remember how the NBA playoffs work. I can't remember who they play next. Um, but, I don't have the bracket right in front of me, but let me see this. Um, yeah, they don't really do a good job showing the bracket. They do not. It's very, very hard to find. But it's whatever. But yeah, they the Denver needs this one. They need Jokic to step up. Steph, they need to put a lot of pressure on Steph Curry like I'm already telling them what they should do but it's pretty simple just guard Steph Curry it's hard to also when there were all these people down that's why they kind of struggled near the mid part of the season when they just gotten clay back Draymond was out um Steph was out for that little bit we were talking about people getting injured at the very end that's Draymond mm-hmm. so I was able to find a bracket the winner of the Golden State Denver series will play the winner of the Memphis Minnesota series. That that's, that would be a good series if it's Denver. Oh, if it's the Warriors versus the Grizzlies, I, I think agree. that'd be very, very intriguing with a chance to pro- most likely take on the Suns. But yeah. the, then the you alluded to it, the Suns Pelicans winner will take on the winner of Mavericks Jazz. I think that that'll be the uh, the Suns and the Jazz. What about you? About what the Jazz? Uh, do you th- who do you think is going to win each series? Pelicans. Uh, I think the Suns are going to win. Gentlemen sweep. Yeah, I'm with you. Warriors are going to. I think they're going to drop one. I think they're going to gentlemen sweep too. Yeah, moving over to the East, the Miami's up two zero on the Hawks. That, that I had, sorry for the Hawks, uh, fans here. It's most likely over. I, yeah, if I anything, so. if anything, I'd be they'd be lucky to get a gentleman sweep at this point. The way Jimmy Butler and them have been playing, I agree. I do think they'll take one in Atlanta. <sighs> yeah, I just they're a fun team to watch when they're cooking on all cylinders. Just it's hard to think about this team. Is like usually, last year they were like in this kind of area too, where they were like they they weren't in the plane last year, right? They were like really close to it. They were like a six seed, right? Yeah, yeah, just. They're always like scrapping right there. They just never really have enough to just be like a certified. Just like it's no offense. I love John Collins, but really it's Trey Young. But even though John Collins doesn't play, maybe they get that sexy if John Collins plays the whole year. Yeah, I agree. Because in this in today's NBA, it's just, even for LeBron, it's really hard to carry a team alone. Well, yeah, very hard to carry through the mistakes of Westbrook and all them too. Right. The other uh, the winner of the. Um, Heat Hawks series most likely the Heat will be playing the winner of the 76ers Raptors series at this point that'd be I'd, a great series it would be I don't see a way that the Raptors win so I'm pretty sure two uh, teams that can get a sweep going into this round yeah. Heat versus 76ers that'd probably be the best thing we can get and then the winners of the Bulls uh, Bucks series will play the winner of the Nets Celtics series I think in the um, second round It'll be the Heat and the 76ers. They're both going to be more well-rested since I think they're both going to sweep. And then I think that both the Bulls, Bucks, and the Celtics Nets series are going to go 6 or 7. I agree with that. I think the Nets are definitely either going to get it within whether they're going to win this next one or they're, they're going to tie it up. I just I can't really count out a team that has Kevin Durant on it. He, I think he's still the greatest shooter in NBA history. Just pure scorer. He just shoots. Whenever he shoots, it's like, it just everything just looks like it doesn't even touch the net. It just goes straight in. It's yeah. incredible. It is fun to watch. That game Saturday, I cannot wait for game three. I'm gonna be pulling hard. You know I'll be wearing green. <laughs> and I just cannot wait to watch it. And before we go to break, some big news came out of the college basketball world yesterday. Would you like to talk yeah, about it? Yeah, Jay Wright is retiring at Villanova after at 60 years of age, he didn't even need a retirement tour. That's no. crazy. Right. It's like all the good coaches like Roy Williams didn't really need retirement tours. That's crazy. Yeah, huh. I wonder but, why um, a coach I won't name needed that to pad his ego. I don't know. Maybe just but lose to Carolina in the two biggest games you ever really played against your team. that team. But 
Yeah, Jay Wright, my take when I said a few weeks ago on our, I think, March Madness or Final Four preview, Jay Wright's the best coach in college basketball now that um, Coach K is retiring. Took a little bit of a hit last night. Um, didn't really see this one coming. Uh, it's interesting. I don't think really he's going to test the NBA waters. I think he's I actually going to so. retire. Even I, though I think he'll be in the broadcast booth. I could see that. Um, but, yeah. So uh, now who do you think is the best coach in college basketball? That is a tough question. Want me to answer why you think about it? Sure, go for it. Tom Crean, kidding, kidding, kidding. Mike White, kidding. Best coach kidding. in college basketball. All right, now that I'll be for real now. Now he's – okay, yeah, you go. I'm still thinking. BP, Coach Pearl. Homer, I don't care. BP. He's definitely up there. Just You need to win something He'll get or it. get to the game to do so. – Um. He's definitely up there for me. Best coach of college basketball. Uh, Scott Drew, maybe at Baylor. Yeah, always consistent. Yeah, if I they like if that. they have that if they have their leading score against Chapel Hill, they probably don't lose that game. Probably not. That but, is going. Ooh. Yeah, uh, that's what I think. Right, just all these like older coaches just dropped. I don't can't really say Bayheim just because he won one in like 2003 with Carmelo, and that was it. Yeah, I agree. That is going to do it for basketball talk here on the Eagles Nest today. When we come back, we're going to be diving into the world of the National Hockey League. I'm Daniel Locke. Alongside me, Griggs Blankenberg. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Locke. Alongside me, my good friend and co-host, Griggs Blankenberg. In the last segment, we talked about the NBA and all the playoff action. If you missed that and want to hear it, the podcast version of today's show will be up shortly after Griggs and I climb out of the nest in about 45 minutes. But now we're going to talk about something that I wish more people in the South would pay attention to. The Which is what we're doing here, Daniel, before you finish that, which is what we're doing. We're bringing awareness. We are. We are. It is the NHL. Yeah, we are talking about the National Hockey League. As Chance the Rapper said, let's do that hockey. Let's do it. Let's run through the standings real quick. First, we're going to go into the Eastern Conference. The Florida Panthers are still the top spot in the Atlantic with 116 points, eight points above the Toronto Maple Leafs, followed by the Lightning and then Daniels Bruins. That rounds out the teams from the Atlantic who will be joining us in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. Moving on down to the Metropolitan Division, the Her- Excuse me. The Hurricanes and the New York Rangers are now tied at 106 apiece. That's going to be an interesting race to see. Comes out of that as the Metropolitan Champion, followed in by the Pittsburgh Penguins. And rounding out the Metropolitan playoff teams are the Washington Capitals. So the New York Islanders do not make the postseason this year after going to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, if you had told me when they beat the Bruins in the second round last year that they weren't even going to make it this year, I'd be like, there's no way. But it just was not in the cards. Lord Stanley did not have that for them this year. They did not, and the Long Islanders will wait another year to try to gain their glory back from the 80s. At least they're not in Brooklyn right now, though. <laughs> I feel like that had I to be, be, I remember that when that happened. That had that to be was... the depths for that franchise. Fair. Yeah, moving on, let's talk about the Western Conference. We have the first off, the number one seed. They have clinched the best record in the Western Conference. It is the Colorado Avalanche with 116 points, followed in by the Minnesota Wild and St. Louis Blues, both tied at 103. That was an electric game to watch on Sunday. That was so cool. I was so mad at myself. I was doing calculus homework like the, enti- like the entire time. I get an alert on my phone that's going to OT. I'm then. NHL app being notoriously slow for reporting stuff. Yes. I'm like, oh, I can go watch this right now. I turn on the TV. Literally, the, the goal graphic is up on ABC. The Blues are celebrating. I'm like, what the heck just happened? I just missed this. But it's whatever. Moving on down, though, we have the National Predators, uh, Dallas Stars, and Winnipeg Jets all fighting for a still a spot in the playoffs. None, neither of them, All three of them have still yet to be eliminated from postseason contention. And officially, the Blackhawks are out. But... It's whatever at this point. Rebuild. If we had our interim coach right now, I believe we would be fighting for a wild card spot. You beat year. out the Coyotes. We beat them last night in overtime <laughs> <laughs> off a of Patrick Kane assist leading to a cat goal. So I love this Pacific division. It is so it is so wild looking at it right now. And so we move on. The Pacific division. We are seeing the Calgary Flames are the only team in this section 
of the Western Conference to have clinched a playoff spot, followed then by Daniel and I's favorite team, the Edmonton Oilers, <laughs> right. Los, Los Angeles Kings, Vegas Golden Knights, and the Vancouver Canucks. These are all teams fighting for a postseason spot still. I love the Canucks. I really hope they pass Vegas. And speaking of Vegas, mm-hmm. you want to get into what we were talking about before we came in here today? Let's do it. Yeah, so Ryan Whitney of the Spit and Chicklets podcast, former NHL player himself, Spitting Chicklets on Barstool with Biz Nasty and all them, was talking about the Vegas Golden Knights and like what they have done as like a franchise. It's like karma is like what has happened. Like the first year as an expansion team, they literally got to the highest point in national the National Hockey League you can get without lifting the cup. They made it to the um they won the Western Conference in their first year and then they made it to the cup final, losing to the Capitals. Then the next year it's kinda like dwindled down really ever since then. Um they've really just I don't know. They've really got like what he said. They've gotten rid of like all these key pieces that helped them get there in twenty. What was it? Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Uh, seventeen, eighteen season. Yeah. They've gotten rid of like all those pieces that like made it just to get like they're just trying to find little like they're like micromanaging it, like trying to be like, okay, how can we get the most points out of this one? How do we do this? Like a perfect example of that they traded Mark Andre Fleury with a year left on his contract. He was the first captain. Of that franchise, it was lit- It was a whole reason they made it to that Cup final. Yeah, I agree. Which is just, it's really karma, really, just because they went like all veteran, all like people with experience, unlike the Kraken did this past year, to get all these players. But I really feel like the Kraken have a bright future. They they drafted young. They have a lot to build around and a lot to work with going forward. They're, they're in a very favorable position, uh, uh, division too. I think with the Pacific, they find a good free agent at some point. I feel like it'll. I I feel like they'll be in good shape. I really, really do. It's kind of crazy too that the Vegas Golden Knights still didn't really do much even after they got Jack Eichel. Yeah, I agree. And you know, I'm interested to know kind of like what the plan is for the um, crack and moving forward. I'm interested to see what they do this off season. Are there any free agents that you think they could pick up? Um, I don't really know who's gonna want to go there unless they throw throw the bag at them, just because they're still so young. They're not like the Vegas team where they had all this experience up front. And being in Vegas helped that too. Seattle is not the most desired location for going to be to be a hockey town, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I would love to see them have success. I know um my friend Shelby, she loves uh what's the guy's name Dunn. Mm-hmm. Can't remember his name. What's his first name? Uh crud. Um, I'm saying this is so. Um, Vince Dunn. Yeah, she yes. likes Vince Dunn a lot. She got um, she's a St. Louis Blues fan. She went to a game the other day. With, um, uh, she wore his. Uh, she got a custom jersey for him for a uh, Vince Dunn Blues jersey. And he gets like picked in the expansion draft like th- a week after she gets the jersey or before she even gets the jersey. She eventually gets a Vince Dunn. Um. Kraken jersey, and when she was at the Enterprise Center, I believe it's still called in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. Yeah, she got he came over and gave her his stick, which I think was really cool. That is cool. That's cool. She's like the biggest. She's like one of the biggest hockey fans I've ever known. She, I'll be like talking about like other sports. She's like, no, I just only want to talk about hockey. Which more people? We need more people like that. We yes. need more people like show who love hockey like that. But yeah, just I would love to see the Kraken do well. I think I they, would too. I think it'd be good. Their their jerseys are sick. They're probably one of my favorite jerseys in the NFL. And um. In the NHL, besides that is a sick jersey. Besides the Blackhawks, but no bias there at all, right? Uh, it got voted the best sweater in hockey for the NHL 100. There's a plaque for it in the Blackhawks team store, by the way. I've been in the Blackhawks team store. I, I think was there it, I a think couple it's weeks sick. Ago. I know it's so cool. Um, let's see what else we got. Let's yeah, let's just go ahead and do it right over. Let's just jump into the stat leaders real quick. Uh, now leading the way in points, unfortunately, is of the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid. Ugh, I like Connor McDavid. It's just hard to hate. It just I just hate the Oilers. Yeah, I just I wish he had a different sweater on. He's so he's so good for the sport. It's just I just don't like the team he's on. And then we got in second place Jonathan Huberdeau of the Florida Panthers with 111. Followed them by Johnny. You can say this last name. I'm not doing it. I'm not messing that this one up. Hold on, let me get to it. Daniel's still a little bit more well-versed in the hockey realm than I am. Who are you talking about? Sorry, um, Logan was blowing up my phone. Uh, Johnny of the Calgary Flames. I can't pronounce his last name. Johnny G on the stats section of the, NH- the points leaders. 
Johnny Gerdo. Yeah, Johnny Gerdo. That's what I thought. Yeah, all these hockey players ending with their last name in EAU and stuff like this. But yeah, 108 yeah. points for him. Uh, in fourth place, we have Leon Dreisaitl, also of the Edmonton Oilers, with 106 points. And then rounding out the top five is the American. We have 102 points from the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews. Another guy I wish would be wear a different sweater. Yeah, man, we need more good Americans. Patrick Kane can't be doing everything. Right. <laughs> fair point, fair point. Do you – is um is Toronto still giving half their cap to three guys? I, I know would, that was a thing last year. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised me if they were. I don't really know if they've changed some of that stuff since then. Just because of the epic collapse that last year was for them. That was brutal. It's got to be rough to be a Maple Leafs fan. Yeah, it really is. I really love the 2013 <clears throat> and 19 playoff series. Mm-hmm. Moving on now, let's go to goals leading the way in first place. Also, the American, we have Austin Matthews with 58 goals, followed by Leon Dreisaitl with 54. Then followed by number three, we have Alexander Ovechkin with 50 goals. I believe this is his 16th or 18th. I can't remember which one it was. It's one of those. He's one of three people in NHL history to have either 16 or 18 seasons with 50-plus goals, which is actually incredible. Now I'm just fully convinced that the whole reason he's coming back now is just solely to get this goal record. Yeah, I agree, and that's definitely a fair take. Just the consistency, man. He is so fun to watch, even though I am not very high on the Capitals in any bit. But I just I love watching him play. I mean, besides that, like one the one time they won the cup against the Vegas, have they really had? Has he really had much playoff success in his career? No, and for his sake and his like arguments for being one of the best, I'm really glad he has that one cup. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah, that, and then we got Chris Crater uh, for the Rangers, mm-hmm. tied at three also with 50 goals this season, and then followed by him. In fifth place, seven goals back is Connor McDavid. Save percentage this year. You want to say th- you want to do this one? Sure. Igor Shesterkin. He's also the top for save percentage and goals against average. So. He's having an incredible year. He is being quite the successor to Henrik Lundqvist in mm-hmm. New York. He's put. He's he's definitely one of the sole pieces of that Rangers team who's just. Fighting with the uh, the Hurricanes right now, trying to win the since uh, trying to win the Metropolitan. Do you think the Rangers have what it takes to go deep this year? Part of me says yes, but then also part of me says no. He's got to play the same exact way I think yeah. against a loaded Eastern Conference. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't see it, but time will I mean, tell. Think about the teams you have in the Eastern Conference. You have the Lightning. You have the Panthers. You have the Bruins. You have yeah. all these teams. You have the Hurricanes who will. Most likely, either go to the Eastern Conference Final and lose that, or lose in the first round. One through eight are stacked. There's no weak stacked. link in the playoffs I, at all. I think you think the team that comes out, you think the team whoever comes out of the East is going to win the cup. Yeah. Do you think? Oh, boom! But we can't really forget about Colorado, though. But still, yeah. it's, I still think if, if, whether it's Colorado song. or Cal- Calgary, I think it'd be a good series either way. Yeah, but I'm going with New Year's same song. Colorado chokes in the playoffs. <laughs> Do the Leafs win a series? No. <laughs> Some things will never change. Do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap up the NHL talk? Yeah. How much? How many games do we got left? Uh, about five or six per team. Okay. Let's I'm just check in real quick. Um. Yeah. The last. I think the last game is May first. It's Seattle at Winnipeg. Yeah. So that's the last regular season game. So we have a few. We have a. We have a little bit more than a week, so they'll. I think a lot of those teams are playing that Friday, yeah, Friday, April 29th, and then the crowd. I think this is a makeup game from that COVID stuff that I think the Jets went through. It is, yeah. But I think it's gonna be an exciting, and especially in that Pacific Division, see how that seeds out. But yeah, I'm interested. I'm in excited that too. for the Cup Finals, and hopefully the NBA gets done quicker because NBA always NBA and NHL seems like they always take so long. Yeah. But, yeah, that will do it for us on the National Hockey League side. When we come back, we're going to talk about some baseball. We're going to talk about everything going on in the world of the Major League Baseball, scores, stats, everything. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Locke. Alongside me, my great friend, Griggs Blankenberg. So far today, we have talked about the NBA we talked briefly about the Jay Wright retiring from Villanova. We talked about the National Hockey League. 
But now we're moving into my personal favorite. I'm sorry, every other sport. In my eyes, you will always be second to baseball. Yeah, baseball, 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 baseball. Let's just go right into it. As Aaron Lewis once said, I wear my Red Sox hat around the world with pride. (laughs) That does not disclude the Bronx, New York. (laughs) Yeah, let's just go right into it. Let's just go ahead and let's just do this real quick. Let's just read ESPN's power rankings and just go through this. We'll do the top 10, see where you think is going on. Uh, The number 10 spot, we have the Tampa Bay Rays. Thoughts? Uh, hold on, I'm trying to find these. It's the first one on the left. The one in the middle of your screen right now. Oh, I see him now. Oh, duh. <laughs> yeah, Tampa Bay. They got off to a little bit of a rocky start, I think. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, They lost a few games. That, they played one game against the A's. It was last Thursday. We were all watching out oh, here. Speaking of the A's, did you see all this attendance stuff they're having? Like 2,000 2000. Well, it, it's just dressed like an empty seat day. Bro, but like the the Charlotte Knights, the Triple A team in Charlotte averages like that's a pretty part. It is indeed. It is like they average like four or five thousand for a weekday game. They can't get that on like a weekend. I mean, the weekend games, the Knights games are packed. But I mean, you think Oakland would show a little bit more appreciation for their only now pro sports team in the in the city now that the yeah. Warriors left for San Fran and uh, the. Oakland left for um, the Raiders left for Las Vegas. Yeah, you are one hundred percent right. I could not agree. If they don't, if they don't fix things soon, that team is going to be moving to Charlotte. Oh, that'd be cool. Either the three places where they said the MLB expansion team is possible was these are articles from a few years back before COVID and stuff. It was like Charlotte, Mexico City, and Montreal. No, Nashville. I'm like Charlotte makes the most sense out of that. Well, that's what Rob Manfred said like 2019. So. Well, that can be – we'll go ahead and give a little, um, I guess, preview. that We'll be talking about that for a whole 15 minutes tomorrow on our Weagle Day special, some expansion slash relocation sites. Griggs and I will give your insights that you come for and then you stay for our funny banter. You don't want to miss it. It'll be a great show. We, we also have a special surprise at the beginning of the show that will be must-listen-to radio. Oh, We're yeah. going to promote it, can't miss it starting tonight. We're going to drop the promotion for it. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be – one heck of a show for Weagle's 51st birthday. But let's just get back into the baseball. Rays are at 10. The Atlanta Braves are now sitting at ESPN's rankings at number 9, going 6-8 and eight out the gate. Uh, to be honest, right now I think this is generous. They have not played like a top-10 team. They struggled. They really have. They just – I mean, Acuna's still in AAA right now, but <laughs> – He made a sweet catch in Gwinnett last night. I remember, did you see the tweet? They're like, that's right. They put him in the lineup graphic for the first time. That's right, folks. Such and such name has moved to the second position, <laughs> second hitting spot. But oh, what, I've not really watched much Braves baseball yet. Has it just been mostly their pitching? Yeah. I can't imagine their hitting being the problem. No. It, the, the pitching's been subpar. They have this one guy who was supposed to be an ace. He was the three or four man in the rotation, Huskar Enoa, and he has just been struggling out of the gate. Um, I think that they'll turn it around. As long as I follow Braves baseball, it's always been kind of a slow start for them. So I really feel like they'll pick it up. Like last year, they weren't over 500 until August. Mm-hmm. And then they won the World Series. So I feel like they'll definitely get hot at the right time, especially when Acuna. I, I definitely feel like Acuna will be back before Memorial Day. And I, I, I think. If he's in AAA now, he should be back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Memorial Day is being pretty conservative. Um, and then hopefully for them that they get uh, Mike Soroka back and he's at least half of what he was at one point. Fair. When, Kinda, is, when is Memorial Day? Um, the last Monday of May. Oh, yeah, he should definitely be back by then if he's playing in AAA right now. Yeah, you would think that. Uh-oh, Logan Hurston coming into the house. <laughs> What's up, Logan? But, yeah, that's enough for the Braves talk. Let's go at uh, the eighth spot. We got these San Diego Padres who are still without Fernando Tatis Jr. Tatis. <laughs> Dude, I am, I'm going to see the Padres play in St. Louis Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I am hoping, 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 well, praying, praying, he, praying. Probably not because <laughs> it says in this article with Fernando Tatis Jr. expect to be sidelined for the first two months. So, oh, well, but that's you, just a drag. You never know. It's It could be the end of that second month. You never know. Think about it. Could be. Yeah. We'll just hope for the best on that one. Number seven is the worst team in baseball. What are they even doing here? 
I mean, I mean, they're not the worst team, but Garrett Cole has definitely looked like one of the worst pitchers this year. Especially- tacky, tacky. Well, did you see the thing? It was a joke. It was like Garrett Cole promised 600 laptops to it. This was satire. He promised 600 laptops to an underprivileged school if he made it past two innings. He pitched 1.2. That was a joke. Oh, no. That was a joke, but someone took that as real. But he threw like 68 pitches through it, an inning and two-thirds the other night, which – He's a bum. He's not the same without – the spider tag. He's not mm. the same without the sticky stuff on his hand. I mean, I can't wait to go to the Red Sox <laughs> Yankees game in New York this summer. I, I think I'm gonna rub my hands down with spider tag. <laughs> oh man, that'd be very uncomfortable when you can't get the hot dog out of your hand. Oh yeah, that'd be pretty bad. But moving on, we have the most hated team in baseball, maybe besides the Yankees. We have the number six Houston Astros, who are right now six and six. Verlander is supposed to be coming back soon. Maybe that changes things. I don't think so. He's washed. He's old. I don't think it'll help much, to be honest. Especially with Altuve going. You got injured. I can't remember how long it is. I think he went on the DL though. So yeah, and I'll, you know what they say about five six people. Don't be don't be too mean. I'm like five eight. I said five <laughs> six. Fair. What do they say? There's a huge line where if you're five seven and over, you're eighty percent more likely to be taken seriously in a conversation. Fair. Moving on now to, I believe it was my pick to win the American League. We have the number five seed, Chicago White Sox, who are six and five right now. Um, I feel like they'll really be a lot better once they get TA back. And once they get the bats going right now, too, yeah. they've had some struggles with the front part of their lineup swinging the bat so far. But I think when they once they get going, they're going to be good. I think Kopich is one of the more underrated pitchers in baseball, especially with his velocity and what he's been able to do. Yeah, I I agree. But, yeah. Moving on, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, who are the number four seed in this power ranking. They are 7-5 and five right now. Vlad Jr. hitting three home runs in, in one game against the Yankees was a great sight to see. That was awesome. That was so cool. I <laughs> love when that Little League field is used against them. I just love it. Especially, he didn't even get to use the Little League fence in right field. No, he didn't use. You the, follow the account where it's like this home run would be out at this many parks. Oh, would it? Yeah. Like oh. every every single right field home run at Yankee Stadium. Like this would only be out at Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. I love Wooded Dong. They're awesome. That's hilarious. Moving on now to the top three at number three spot, we have the San Francisco Giants going eight and four. They've surprised me out of the gate. I know it's only been twelve games, but they're playing good baseball. I expect to continue. Logan Webb, awesome. Yeah, very, very good. Twenty four. Um, he lost it, but he was he had twenty four straight starts without a loss. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, they were they were cooking last night against the Mets. I believe they won. I can't remember because the Mets were down like five zero. My roommate headed on. Ah, Tyler. Yes, he headed on, and they were like down like five nothing. I think they ended up losing. I'm just gonna assume with that. But the top two, let's do it. Number two, surprising. Number two is the New York Mets. Let's go, Mets, baby. Come on, let's talk about the Mets, baby. <laughs> Nine and four, and they're still without Jacob DeGrom. Dude, can you imagine if Scherzer keeps having an arm of the gods like this? I mean, they said the reason he's this doubleheader, his thing, his streak got snapped because he threw seven scoreless. Yeah. <laughs> Very true, but, like, I, this stat right here, the Mets rotation had a 1.07 ERA through the team's first 10 games. That's just crazy. That's incredible. They and again, they're with, still without Degrom. Who, Jake Arrieta said it on part of my take the other day. He's probably one of, could good go down as one of the better pitchers in baseball history. I agree. If he stays healthy, but that's the big factor though: stays healthy, which means you have to f- play m- most of the season. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so far, he's been shut down for a fourth of it or a half of it every single year. It seems he was going to win the MVP and the Cy Young last year if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. Um. Before you say it, there's no number one on this list. Um, That's funny. My my computer loaded the, a number one seed on this one. It didn't on mine. Well, I'll just read it from mine then. Number one seed, we have the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, th- that's not a baseball team. At uh, nine and three. Well, that, we, that's you, a reality. You, can, you cannot count their Mickey Mouse ring. That's okay. Well, no, the, the Savannah Bananas are number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dodgers are looking really good. I mean, I don't think we – I think this happened after our show the other time, but Kershaw getting pulled after – yeah. Seven innings of a perfect, or six, what was it, six or seven innings? Uh, seven. Yeah, seven. seven. It was crazy. I yeah, under- about I, 83. I understand it was like his, one of his first starts after coming off being injured last year, but still. Yeah, I don't think that should have happened. I just It's just, uh, so hard with him. Did you, uh, <laughs> excuse me, but, what did you say? Did you see the other night where uh, 
Shoei Otani was about to like six inning. Yeah, that was last in. night. That was yeah, so last funny. night. And the guy bunted, and his own fans booed him. And can you guess what player that team was? I guess yeah. what team that was? was? The Houston Astros. <laughs> of course, even their own fans booing him at this point. It's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, but I remember Otani struck someone out the other day on on uh, I think it was a splitter. Uh, and the guy like threw his bat, like chipped his bat, like hit it so hard against the ground. Otani just looked shocked. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. But yeah, so any final thoughts on the baseball, Dana? We can. You want to say something about the Red Sox? I'll say something about the Cubs real quick. Yeah, why not? So in this power rankings list, the Red Sox are currently twelve, six and six out of the gate. Haven't looked phenomenal, and we split the series with the Blue Jays so far, one and one. I'm hoping we win the night. It'll be funny. My let's see. I was about to say I think my whole like all my attention will be on the Red Sox tonight. But that is not the case. That's the Bruins played on that. Yep. All right. Because that's how it was Tuesday. Last night it was with the Celtics. And they're also being split <laughs> with an Auburn Diamond sport. <laughs> so tonight for the Red Sox, I will have my full attention on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the Cubs, um, they took they split the series with the Rockies 2-2. Two and two. I, It's honestly probably what we could have hoped best we could have hoped for, really. Winning that series against the Brewers. Um, and then we we took we only we lost the series to the Rays, but Marcus Stroman I think needs to get it going really. But Seiya Suzuki, hmm, he Dude, is that guy's very good, very possible he could win Rookie of the Year, especially in a down-ish year for rookies in baseball. He's got to be the favorite. Um, about twelve well, he's games. One in. of the one of the few rookies that like actually like plays the whole season throughout yeah. due to like arbitration true, rules. True. But it's going to be interesting tonight. Hopefully we can take this one from the Pirates that got um, delayed or that got postponed tonight. That will be an interesting game. I'll probably be watching that after I'm done with the gym. But, yeah, that was fun on baseball. That is going to do it for the MLB Talk. When we come back, we'll still have Logan with us. We're going to do everyone's weekly favorite, Who You Got. And welcome back, everybody, to the Eagles Nest, Auburn's favorite sports Show that will be continuing after next year. Sorry, scoreboard, you will not. <laughs> uh, we're back still in the Bradley Basin Studios wrapping up our show. Don't forget, tomorrow we have our Weagle Day show. Four random segments we got. That'll be at 9 a.m. here on Weagle. We got Logan joining us in the studio. And Ooh. as always, we got Daniel Locke. But let's just go ahead and get into it, boys. We have everyone's favorite segment, Who You Got, last week. We really don't need to talk much about last week. I believe that was our worst combined <laughs> picking games, uh, worst combined scores for each game. I think me and me and Daniel both went four and six. So Yikes. yeah, not great, not great at all. But let's and try I'm to still six games back. Yeah, the records now are Daniel is at sixty six and fifty four, and I am at seventy two and forty eight. With so about for me to have a chance. So now, who's the real intern now? We have what do we have? <laughs> I remember that joke, but um. So we're doing a show next week. That's one show. Are we doing a show the week of finals? I'm good with it, or if you are. We can do a week show the week of finals, so we will have two more shows. We still, I'm not really sure what we're going to do for the winter. I have a proposal for that. Let's hear it. What if I just make a donation to a charity of your choice? How much? However much is fair. I'm fine with that. And okay, I, I got it. I got it. I donate to like the Drew Brees Foundation. <laughs> that was really ridiculously hard to donate to, so I'll probably just have you donate to. No, nah, I think I think losers should have to buy. Well, I don't know. It'd be bad to say after saying charity, but look, I'm broke. Should I, have to buy a jersey of the winner's choice and wear it. Oh, I'm, I'm broke. No, I'm not buying Daniel. $250 Adidas. No, off, no, 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 off no. Authentic air quotes. It can be a jersey for the Boston Bruins. No, it's more like you get to pick the jersey for himself. Like I make Daniel wear like an Aaron Judge jersey yes. with the with the name on the back to piss uh, off Yankees yeah, fans uh-huh. even more. Yes, but with the oh yeah, put the name on the back of the jersey, but still wear a Red Sox hat to Yankee Stadium this year. Oh, I'm doing boy. charity. All right, <laughs> we'll talk more about this later. But here we go. We're moving on. We got first. These are all games. All ten games this week are for Saturday. The four twenty three games. But let's start off with the National Basketball Association. First off, we have the Dallas Mavericks traveling to Salt Lake City, Utah. To take on the Utah Jazz. Daniel, who you got? No Luka, no Mav, Utah. Utah. Got to take Utah. We're going our first one. We got a clean sweep. We're going Utah. 
Moving on, we got the Boston Celtics traveling to Brooklyn, New York in the Barclays Center to take on Kevin Durant in the Brooklyn Nets series. Right now it's 2-0 in favor of the Celtics. Daniel, I already think I know who your team is, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. Who you got? I love that dirty water. Boston, you're my home. <laughs> I got Nets. Um, I think Boston will win the series because they have home field court advantage and it's so hard to win there. But Nets are going to win at home. Ooh, bad I'm a, take. I'm going to go with the Nets just because I don't think that. Tomato, they're... tomato, tomato. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I got the Nets just because I don't think Boston's going to give them a sweep. It, at the least, it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. Four to five games is considered a whomping, so it could still technically be a whomping. But yeah. <laughs> I got whomping. the I got the Nets taking this one. Moving on now, let's go over to the uh the great um what is it Memphis, Minnesota's the what city of great or brotherly love? No, that's, that's Philly. Philly. Uh, great, uh, 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 land of ten thousand lakes. Land of ten thousand lakes, where the Memphis Grizzlies are taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves in the Target Center. I believe that's what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah, taking on the Target Center. Memphis right now, it is a tied series. It is one to one. Daniel, who you got? As Lil Yachty once said, it gets cold, cold like Minnesota. Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he was talking about the way the Timberwolves play sometimes. So I'm going to have to go with Memphis. Memphis all the way. I hope Cat cries. Yeah, Memphis. That that was a good way. That was a good line. But moving on now, this series is pretty much all but done, but let's pick it. Why not? We have the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Toronto Raptors. The series right now is 3-0 in favor of Philly. Can they get the sweep? But first, Daniel, who you got? Toronto will be running through the six with their woes. You know how that (laughs) blank goes. You know how that blank goes. Philly wins. Bring out the brooms. We call them sweep, and we're going to take Drake with us. If if this was 2016, I would say Meek Mill would win this one. I'm going to go with <laughs> Philadelphia over Toronto. Dreams and nightmares. Back to back. Um, Marvin's room finna be blaring in Toronto. <laughs> look at this crowd. Look at all. Well, Drake's already won one. I can't say much. Yeah, true. Moving on now, let's go to the National Hockey League. We got some good games. First off, we have the New York Rangers traveling to TD Garden once the Nets get in the Bru- on the Celtics get out of the way for the big bad Bruins, as Daniel says as they take on the Bruins. Daniel, who you got? A full day of Boston sports on Saturday. Three games, three wins. No, excuse me. Sorry, New England Revolution. Four games, three wins. The Revs stink. They do stink. They're not good. But Bruins. Bruins. Enough said. I think Bruins, but I think the goalkeeper, I forgot what his name is for the Rangers, is going to have a great game again. Yeah. I think it's going to definitely come down to a third period late goal from the, from the Bruins. But I, I got could the definitely see overtime without a doubt. And, and, and yeah, for sure. Keeping it going, we're moving down to the Sunshine State. We have the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on the Florida Panthers. Daniel, who you got? You know, I said Toronto originally. I'm going to change my pick. Ooh. I think this is going to be what I like to call a screw you Canada game. <laughs> In which a Canada team gets beat by a team who plays in a warm climate. I'm going to go with the Panthers. We the six. I'm going with the Maple Leafs. I'm I've never go- seen Drake show up to a Maple Leafs game. I've seen Justin Bieber <laughs> no. do it, though. For- yeah, like his own True. jersey for them. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers on this one. I think, yeah, they're a wagon right now. Keeping it going, our last game for the NHL, still in the Sunshine State, we have the Nashville Predators taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning Lightning looking to go for a three-peat for the first time, I believe, since who? Was it the Islanders? Yes. Yeah, first time since the 80s Islanders. Daniel, who you got? Ooh, uh, this is a good game. I can't wait for it. I'm going to pick Nashville, though, just because they still have a little bit more to play for at this point. Smashville, baby. I hate the Lightning. I do not want to see a three-peat. Plus, I think, I, yeah, I think Nashville needs this win more than the Lightning do. Well, yeah, Lightning have already clinched. Well, yeah, yeah but I'm mm-hmm. saying, like... Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lightning on this one. I don't think they're going to win the Cup this year. I just think they're still a wagon. they still got a lot of those pieces that help them win. So I'm going to go with them. Moving on now, let's wrap it up with three games from the Major League Baseball. First off, we have the Boston Red Sox taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. We're ke- uh, Tampa Bay Rays, we're keeping it in the Sunshine State, going to gorgeous Tropicana Park. Daniel, who you got? We have the Boston native Rich Hill on the mound. Oh, I love Rich Hill. 
Rich Hill, Rich Hill, Rich Hill. Rich Hill will take the hill and get it done for the Red Sox. I'm going with the Boston team. I go with the team from Boston. We'll go with the Red Sox, baby. We're going to go with the Red Sox, too. Even though I think Tampa's really good, I think Boston needs this one more than them. I think they need to show they need to they can't really fall too far behind the the uh the Blue Jays to stay in contention in the East. So right. I'm gonna go with the Red Sox. The Red Sox always do well in the trot. Interesting. <laughs> Moving on now, we're going to California, baby. We're seeing the LA Dodgers. Wait, that's the Dodgers, right? You put LA? Yeah. Yeah, we're taking LA Dodgers taking on the San Diego Padres at Petco Park. Daniel, who you got? I would love to be able to pick the Padres. I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm going to have to take the L.A. Dodgers with the likes of Freddie Freeman. Yeah, we're definitely L.A. by far. That was so funny last night. The Like the first at Freddie Freeman hits the home run against the Braves. That was so funny. Yeah, that was something. That was something. They won the next night, though. The Braves won the next night. The Dodgers won that first one. But I'm going to go myself. I'm going to go with L.A. on that one. Ooh, thought you were going to switch it up for a second there. Nah, no, nah, LA is too powerful right now. And finally, to wrap it all up, we got the Chicago White Sox going back to the, the state of 10,000 Lakes, taking on the Minnesota Twins. Daniel, who you got? Well, once again, the Twins are cold like Minnesota. Cold, cold like Minnesota. Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota, we'd be riding round on rollers. And with that being said, I'm going to have to go with the White Sox. It's a Sox kind of day. I'm going with Chirac itself. It's also a rap music kind of day here, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Well, you got a line. Kind of weird because Dana <laughs> took the Chicago Sox whites on the on the Google Doc right here, putting CSW, which is kind of funny. But <laughs> did I really? I'm gonna go with the White Sox too. They're still my pick to win the American League this year. If they get all their pieces going, their bats get going, I think this is the team to do it. Even though they trade Rodon, don't really know why. But yeah. But ladies and gentlemen. That is going to do it for the Eagles Nest, but don't you worry. You don't have to wait another week to hear your favorite content from your favorite two podcasters. You don't even have to wait 24 hours. You don't even have to wait 23. Only got to wait till 9 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. Daniel and Griggs are back at it again. We have some guests coming in for all four of them are going to be random segments. We're going to be having some fun here in the studio to celebrate Weagle's 51st birthday. If you missed any of today's show, you can check that out on the Spotify shortly after we upload it after this show. Thank you, Logan, for joining us for who you got in part of MLB. Yeah, no problem. For, fun, Dan- fun. for Daniel Locke, I'm Griggs Blankenberg. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. Good night. <laughs> Have a good day, Auburn and War Eagle. Go Red Sox. Thank you for tuning in to the Eagle's Nest. We enjoyed bringing you updates on everything going on in the world of sports. If you missed any of today's show, you can catch the podcast version wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke and at The Griggs B. Until next time, this has been the Eagle's Nest. See you next week.